Ari Sarah. And Dino Dustin with Jurassic Quest, and you're listening to Scandal Water, where the tea is hot and the conversation lively. Your hosts, Candy and Ashley, will discuss a peculiar story somehow related to the entertainment industry. This podcast might not change the world, but it just might satisfy your thirst for an intriguing tale. Oh, it's that time of day. Tune in and hear what the ladies say. It's time to bend your ear when the silver screen appears. Stories about the stage and screen and everything in between. So come on and join the fun. The curtain opens in three, two, one. Stories and scandal water. It's where you need to be. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Kendi. Happy birthday week. Happy birthday week to you, too. I'm excited that we have something special that we're going to get to share with our listeners today in honor, I guess, of our birthday week. Yes, it is. We took a field trip, and it's kind of a field trip in two parts. When we had the topic of creators and innovators, I was trying to think of topics that we could do that were a little different, and then I saw on Facebook that Jurassic Quest was Mm -hmm. coming to town. I had been there before, several years before, with another friend of mine for a a birthday celebration Mm -hmm. because they come the same, kind of the same time every year. And I remembered it being so both creative and innovative. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this would really be cool. So it was a Monday and it was coming into town that weekend. And I emailed, I found on their website where you could email the people, but they said they weren't in the office except Mm -hmm. for like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I thought, well, let's just give it a try. And I emailed and I was Greg responded to me and we chatted and he was so friendly and kind and he sent me the information for Safari Sarah who mm-hmm. he offered to let us go meet with them and interview them and talk to I didn't really want to talk about the Louisville experience I wanted to talk more about the overall Jurassic Quest right. experience and unfortunately you weren't able to be there with me for the interview because you had family plans yes. but we got to go back together the next day to the actual events right but meanwhile the interview that you and brian was with you as well the interview that you had with safari Safari, sarah Sarah and dino dustin was fabulous and i'm so excited that everybody's going to get to hear that in just a minute but i mean i remember listening to it when you Uh sent me the audio and i was like this is great so i loved how enthusiastic they were Mm -hmm. And I am so glad that I got to talk to them and that you got to hear it before we experienced it because it really altered the way that I enjoyed the experience because I was looking around and I was seeing the faces of the kids and I was seeing the parents and just seeing it through their eyes. And it's, it just heightened the enjoyment of my experience. I agree 100%. Well, you guys may be wondering, what exactly is Jurassic Quest? So let me fill you in just a little bit. From their website, they list Jurassic Quest as the number one dinosaur experience in North America. And they describe their event in this way, quote, Jurassic Quest is a self-guided experience featuring more true-to-life-sized dinosaurs than any other touring dinosaur event, as well as dinosaur rides and a ton of activities. We recommend planning one to two hours to experience Experience everything at your preferred pace because they have several activities, mm-hmm. including you can ride a dinosaur if you're 
a, a child. Enough. Yes, I was very disappointed that I was too big to do that. <laughs> there are bounce houses. You can dig for fossils. You can meet baby dinos, mm-hmm. and you can interact with some dinosaurs either in the shows that they might have, or sometimes they might be roaming loose. In oh the my hall. gosh! Yes, <laughs> which I recall you had that experience last I time. I did. Didn't you? Yes, you will hear more about it in the interview. But yes, I was very affected. Finally, one last little note about those dinosaurs. Their world-famous dinosaurs are meticulously painted and Mm -hmm. animated to be, according to their website, realer than real. And I will tell you from being there, the scale is pretty impressive. When you are standing there. They are life-size. Right. Mm -hmm. And also looking at, I guess I would say, misconceptions. Like when, you know, I, I pictured certain dinosaurs one way and then I saw that they really didn't some look that of way. them were not that way at all mm-hmm. so that was fun while the event that candy and i attended was in january we knew that this was going to come out in the last week of february so we want to give a little promo for the places that you can attend to this in march this is just march so if you're across the united states and you're in one of these cities it's coming to you there's colorado springs colorado albaline texas chicago illinois hartford connecticut denver colorado oklahoma city oklahoma conroe texas syracuse new york salem Oregon, Bristol, Tennessee, Las Vegas, Nevada, Greenville, South Carolina, Salt Lake City, Utah, Roanoke, Virginia, and Toledo, Ohio. That's just March. Right. This is a touring phenomenon. Right. And they did tell us that they might become international soon, they, didn't they? They say want that? to, yes. Mm-hmm. They would like to expand and become international, maybe go up into Canada, over into Great Britain eventually. This it's big. It's big. It is big. And if you're interested, just go on their website because mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll be somewhere near you mm-hmm. sometime soon. Yes. So let's get to the interview because that's where all the good stuff happens. So just to set it up a little bit, the first thing that you're actually going to hear is a fun story about Jurassic Park from Dino Dustin because we were waiting. I, w- I was early, so we were kind of getting to know each other while we waited for Safari Sarah to arrive. So that's what you'll hear first. And then after that, we're going to go directly into the interview with both of them where they talk about Jurassic Quest and we have a really fun and lively conversation. And I just, I really like both of them. They're so, They're so good at their job. And articulate. And articulate. Yeah. They're joy and love for their job is just infectious and like Mm -hmm. i said it just made my experience at Jurassic quest the next day even more enjoyable because i was seeing it through their eyes i agree 100 percent. all right well enjoy the interview everybody i am here at jurassic quest with dino dustin and he is about to tell me his dinosaur origin story yes so my dinosaur origin story is very familiar to a lot of people but also very different When I was young, the Jurassic Park movie came out and premiered in theaters, and I had to be about seven to nine years old, somewhere in that range. Which is way too young. Which is probably (laughs) too young, but we did it as a family, a family event, and it was raining a lot. I I grew up in New Orleans, so we were used to being outside in the elements, (laughs) raining a lot, weather. We go to the movie theaters, it's raining, it's, it's storming outside, and we start the movie. We're in the theaters and we're looking at this movie. And so if anybody who's seen Jurassic Park knows it starts off with a storm. It's storming outside. There's workers working at the island and trying to like bring these dinosaurs in shipping containers. And we haven't seen the dinosaurs yet, but we hear them and they're like mm-hmm. rustling and you can hear them banging on the, the containers. And it's storming and there's lightning. And meanwhile, 
outside of the theater is storming and it's lightning outside our own theater. So it's like 4D before yes, 4D yes. came out. So we're all like, oh, it's being thrilling. And again, I'm young, so I'm, I'm already nervous. Like, I'm already nervous about what I'm about to see. As the storm goes, the, there's a part where a, a guy gets pulled lifted in. Up. He's lifted yeah, up he's and pulled in. Yes. Lifted up and pulled into the shipping container by what I, we assume is a raptor, right. probably. Right. And at that moment, while it's raining, the lightning, the back of the movie theater falls apart. No. Like the wind is so like crazy outside that the, the theater itself, the screen behind the screen, the wall falls off, like starts. That's and at the beginning of the movie. That's at the beginning of the movie. I thought a literal dinosaur <laughs> was attacking us. And we had to leave the. Th- they had to shut the theater down, obviously, there is because no it's no. Yeah, yeah, it's not safe. So that was the first experience watching Jurassic Park. We did eventually go see it, but that was the first time. And that was yeah. it. You were like, "I'm a dinosaur man." I was like, "Well, no, I was really scared of dinosaurs for the like." <laughs> when I was young, I wasn't afraid of the dark. I was afraid of dinosaurs and aliens. And now I love Those alien movies. I love alien movies and I love dinosaurs. Yeah. And obviously, because yeah. I'm Dino Dustin now. You so are. I turned my fear into my passions. That's perfect. So. Awesome. <laughs> what is your name and position with Jurassic Quest? Well, I go by Safari Sarah, and I'm a dinosaur trainer at Jurassic Quest. But I do everything PR related, making magical moments, and really promoting the show, whether it be at hospitals, public libraries, schools, Ronald McDonald houses, and then even at our show. And I'm Dino Dustin, and I do the exact same thing. <laughs> so we've been doing this for a while, but we've worked in so many positions at the show. So when you go to Jurassic Quest, you'll see people. At one point, we had face painters. We have people that work our rides and different things like that. And we, we've we done it all, pretty much all the yeah. things. Between me and Sarah, mm-hmm. we've we've worked every aspect of the, the show. How long have you guys been in this position? Well, he's been here six months more than me. I've been here for uh, six and a half years, a little over. And I just made my seven years on January 1st. Yep. Yeah, New Year's Day. (laughs) Do either one of you all know the origin story of Jurassic Quest, like the company in general? Yeah, Dustin actually knows that a little better than I do. But I will say that it was really cool coming in because it was family owned. And so we got to work with the children of the family that started it. And so you can go more into actually how it started. Yeah, so the family, like most people, are into dinosaurs Mm -hmm. and have experiences going into museums, seeing fossils. And so they were like, wow, wouldn't it be a cool like a cool experience to see dinosaurs like as they were? So you wouldn't have to use your imagination so much. Yeah. And that idea started to compile on itself and started to avalanche into the uh, idea of Jurassic Quest as it is now. So they wanted just an event where people, families, dinosaur enthusiasts could learn about dinosaurs in a fun way but also make core memories yeah. as a family. So And um, so their names are the Arnold family, and they had actually been in tours before. They had done touring things with sales and stuff, but I think, like, the main kicker of the dinosaur experience is that everybody loves dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. No matter what age you are, when you were a kid, you love dinosaurs. And the education was able to move in because... 
no matter what, as you're growing up, you may see dinosaurs, you don't learn about them. Mm -hmm. And when you see them, it's in TVs, books, you don't know if it's truthful. So the fact that they were able to bring in paleontologists to help us create these dinosaurs, make sure it's all accurate. That's something that has been missing from the dinosaur world since the beginning of Dinosaur Tours. And now it's been the longest consecutive running show. We're going on 10 years now. That's great. Did they start in one spot and then tour or did they say, no, we're touring from the get go? They started touring from the get-go. Okay. So it's always been a touring thing. So a lot of people are like, where are y'all based out of? And we say, like, oh, it's based out of Spring, Texas, or Conroe, Texas. Mm-hmm. And But we're like, but we rarely, rarely <laughs> we're ever there. We're never there. Right. <laughs> so it's just a place where mail can go, you uh, know. Okay. But this tour lives on the road. Okay. So here's here's a traveling show question for both of you all. How does being in a traveling show affect your lifestyle? What are the Oof. benefits and, <laughs> and challenges of that? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go I'll first, I guess. Yeah. It's a lot. It's such a culture change, mm-hmm. and it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. right? And so, and I didn't think I was that type of person, but I guess I am kind of built for the touring and traveling. I feel like the benefit is, like, a lot of people come when they they have reached a place in their life where they need to, like, have a break, mm-hmm. or they need to save money for something, yeah or they some people are running from things i was about to say it's usually, yeah and in our experience you see that people are either running from something or running to something because where they're from they don't have things to look forward right. to and they find this and it, it literally lays out a kind of path that you have a schedule you know when you're going to eat you know when you work you know when you have time to do laundry so it like it really gives a structure to your life that you kind of have to adhere to right and it's a great opportunity. So a lot of people see this and see like, wow, I don't have to pay rent. I don't have to have a car. I don't yeah. need insurance. I don't need to pay utilities. Mm-hmm. And so the company takes care of all of that and they pay for a lot of my meals. Yeah. You really have an opportunity to save money. And uh, that's what I did when I got there. And I, I was living in Los Angeles and I was like, whoa, I need to boost up my savings. Mm-hmm. I need something to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to do it for a year, but it, it ended up being <laughs> such a good experience. You're you know, seven. I'm year seven. And, <laughs> you know, I, when I put down roots, I really put down roots. Yeah. So. Honestly, when I started with Jurassic Quest, I was only 18 years old. I'm from Louisiana, a really small town called New Iberia, and or a parish. Whenever I found out about Jurassic Quest, I just messaged him on Facebook, and I was like, I don't even have a resume. I just, I know I would be perfect for this. I love dinosaurs. I work well. I'm from a big family. I know teamwork. And then coming out, it was like nothing I could have ever expected. Coming into it and just the the types of people you interact with you meet personality types that you never even knew existed working with them or in the people to come exactly both actually both (laughs) definitely both but especially with the crew that you you have to work with them you live with them you go get Mm -hmm. groceries with them you go do laundry with them Mm -hmm. so there's so much give and take personally when you guys are in a city, mm-hmm. how much time do you have outside of Jurassic Quest to explore the city? Well, that's it, changed a lot. Yeah. So honestly, whenever we first started, my first week we were one show, and the second week we split into two shows for the first time in Jurassic Quest history. Mm-hmm. So at that point, we had a whole show that basically didn't have off days because they were learning how to do it, everything again on a show. But as time went on, you end up getting one day off, and then once you get stuff tight, you're loading the trucks correctly, everyone knows their position they know how to get the loose ends gathered we started getting two days off but it's it's work every other minute yeah and it's also if 
always in a perfect world or a perfect scenario so with touring you know that things go wrong and so you have to be flexible because that back when we would have travel days where it was a 20 hour drive and it ended up being 35 with bathroom breaks exactly so it's like anything can yeah, happen. Yeah, because you can't fly these guys. No. Well, now, now we, we do. do. You do? <laughs> now we do. So, like, Thankfully. things have evolved as the company has grown bigger. Did you guys bigger. get caught up in the air problem that just happened? We almost we did. We almost did. We almost did. But we, almost did. <laughs> we love our job, and so I was at the yes. airport from 5 to 7 right. a.m. at a help desk getting on a flight. Yes. <laughs> and we get used to traveling, so now yeah. we're pros at, like, flying, traveling, uh-huh. like, there's nothing that we can't mm-hmm. do when it comes Dinosaurs. to travel. Yeah. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Experts. Yes. Where did you just come from? Well, I just now. Okay, so our positions have evolved. So we don't. You don't travel, travel full time anymore. Oh, okay. But okay. Almost. Almost <laughs> yeah. like what? about two to three weeks per month. Right. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. So I live in Los Angeles. She lives in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at the market and what best suits our services, I guess, Mm -hmm. for lack of better words. But we'll go to a market and do their news interviews, Mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. Like she said, we visit kids, and that's our favorite. Like, when we get to spend time with kids and, like, Mm -hmm. schools and, like... Especially kids who can't come out to our show. Like, kids at Ronald McDonald houses, hospitals. Mm -hmm. We go to libraries in low-income areas just so, like, we can have a personal one-on-one experience with these kids. What do you take to those places? Uh, We usually take baby dinosaurs. So I took baby Tyson, our Mm T-Rex, last time. And there was a whole group of kids there. They were so fun. And then one kid asked if he could read a story to Tyson. So we all got to sit in a ring, and he tried his darndest and read through a whole book. It was so (laughs) sweet. So those are definitely the most fulfilling moments for both of us, I think. This is going to air after you're already in Louisville, but where does Louisville fit in your market? Is it one of your bigger cities? I wouldn't say it's one of our biggest cities. We did a a big training here. Yeah. And so our tenure, me and Sarah, was called upon because they're like, hey, can you guys do a presentation on customer interactions Mm -hmm. and mentoring? Mm -hmm. And so we both just told the crew we we made a presentation about our knowledge on those subjects in specifically in Jurassic Quest because yeah. it's such a unique touring place. Mm-hmm. I mean there really obviously is. there's things that will resonate with everybody who's working yeah. but we definitely tailor made our presentations based on the needs of the show. I will also say that like we have normal cities that we may hit two or even three times in a year. Mm-hmm. Usually we only go back once or twice. But, I think um, you're in Louisville every January. Yeah, and honestly, I think one of the reasons for that is just because of the convention center here. The expo center is it's massive. It's beautiful. The staff here is amazing. The people are amazing. We have mm-hmm. such good interactions here. Mm-hmm. So other places, like where we may have uh, rodeo floors where we have to fit in yes. at, stuff like that, this is a place that even though it's a smaller city for for us, uh-huh. our our time here is always more than well spent. And it yeah. sells well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people it love does. dinosaurs out here, so we love them. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. We, I don't remember what our first venue was before this, when we came to Louisville, but I do remember. It was not this. It was not this. <laughs> and we went to a, like a salad place called Vinaigrette, and I loved it. I was like, this place is awesome. So I don't know if it's still in existence or if I just made that up myself. But we'll find out. When we'll find out. <laughs> so what is your favorite part of your job? So my absolute favorite part of this job 
is like obviously there are amazing moments when kids are walking in you see their jaws on the ground or you hear wow look at that dinosaur but my absolute favorite is seeing the parents jaws on the floor as they're hearing their kids saying the correct name of these dinosaurs (laughs) and parents will sometimes even try like parents don't realize how much their kids take in and so you'll hear parents say like well I'm sure that's not that dinosaur and I love chiming in and being like no they're absolutely correct (laughs) they got you I feel similar like these experiences with kids like their knowledge it's like they impress me like mm-hmm. I, I and I've been doing this for so long and it's mm-hmm. still so shocking how much kids absorb yeah. and it makes you really think like when I become a parent one day I'm like they're taking in they're everything, everything. Yep. and and also they can learn so much and mm-hmm. so like I think you can talk to kids and reason with them, not reason with them, but like you can give them information and they can run with it. And so I think when you're coming here, I think it's a lesson to parents like, hey, your kids are receiving things Mm -hmm. and maybe they'll go further if you kind of just let them influence. Yeah, Yeah. honestly, because the place that children store in their brain, like everyone knows that kids as they're younger, they can learn different languages Mm -hmm. so much easier than adults. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dinosaurs because of the different species and types and the names, they can learn it in the same exact area of their brain that they it's learn kind languages. Of, also, they're kind of Latin names, too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's that same exact thing that triggers in their brain. They can recept so many more than we can as adults. So has anything ever gone wrong at one of these shows, and how do you guys handle it? Well, we're definitely like a rain or shine type of place. Mm-hmm. So I remember early on, like my second week... We had a blizzard in Tennessee. I was sewing up a dinosaur leg outside with no gloves, and I'm like, well, "Is this what is this what we're supposed to do?" And we opened, and people came. Yep. But so that wasn't something that went wrong. But there was times we had a time in Novi, Michigan. Yeah, a blizzard. Again. A blizzard. And the truck. And the trucks didn't come. And they didn't make it in time. So the dinosaurs weren't even there? Some of them were. Yeah. And, but like, it was the electrical truck that didn't make yes. it. So all our dinosaurs were up. We started taking shifts. Half the crew went to bed at like, and half of them woke up at 2 a.m. to get there. We had to, we had all the dinosaurs placed, but we had to plug in electrical. So we had to tear up every scene to plug them all in. We didn't want to send out emails because we were like, it's Novi, Michigan. They are going to come. Right. <laughs> we right. can't cancel it. Right. So we just, we didn't put it off and we waited. And I think it took 30 to 45 minutes after we were supposed to open. But we had everyone on our crew inside in the lobby with a baby dinosaur or with a walking raptor doing customer service. Yes, we will let y'all in. They're eating right now, but the dinosaurs are going to see y'all. That's a good excuse. I'm going to use it next time. They're eating right Uh now. But also, one uh, again, on weather, I think that's like one of the biggest things that we've had. We have moments where like, like obviously not even to do with us, but like where our kitchens in in our venues have like maybe they've had a little fire and we've had to mm. evacuate people but it's always the weather thing yeah. we had a hurricane one time when we were in florida we're finishing setting up for show and our manager rounds us up and says everybody tear everything down there's a hurricane coming we're leaving and then it chased us to the next state yeah. and we had to leave you totally canceled the whole thing we wow. had to oh wow and this also reminds me of this is i hope this is not too dark but like <laughs> When we first started, when the it was one show, and then they decided to double, you yeah. know. Now, what does that mean? One show versus double? Yes. Yeah, so the same was, thing in two different places? Right yes. now, we okay. have three. So okay. we have three now. So this was the first time they're like, we're grown. We think we can 
three shows. Has, yes. With three completely different crews, three completely but different But it's the same show. Steps. Same show. Okay. Same exact show. So this is the first time it's growing. So okay. it's like, okay. And that's when, they asked, that's when I got promoted to show manager at that point. So I was six months in. And that's why it lines up. She was uh-huh. just starting. Just My show manager. In. Yeah. Yeah. And so at that time, every stop we went to had a catastrophe that was on the news. Yeah. So it was like we were in Miami and they had the Miami shooting that week. Oh, then yeah. we went to Texas. I think it was like a flood. There was like every week there was like this we'd like with disaster. We we're on the disaster tour. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> you like it every, disaster. Yeah. Yes, That's every terrible. week. And I, we had the social injustice and in one city yep. it was like a cop got killed oh, by this. No. So every city there was something on the headlines that we were there yeah. for. And then the lower um, small print is Jurassic Quest. Come yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, that's kind of one of my favorite things about this job is the fact that we're able to kind of bring a whimsical light to things oh, yeah. in areas where like it's been all bad for them. Yeah. It feels so heavy. Mm-hmm. So when even news anchors, when they come out to our show, we hear from yes. them, we're so happy to be here. <laughs> and we're like, we're happy you're here too. When yeah. do you get to talk about dinosaurs? Right. right. We're happy it's a happy story. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you've you've already told your Jurassic Park story, but how has Jurassic has Jurassic Park informed your love of dinosaurs? Do you have a Jurassic <laughs> Park story? So not necessarily Jurassic Park. My story is more around the land before time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So my name is Sarah. Yes, so Sarah. Obviously. But not C-E-R-A, like her Not was. Sarah C E R A, thank goodness. And that's what I would tell everyone as a kid yeah. because everyone always tried to group me in with Sarah. But I hated Sarah because she was bossy. She was. She had such an attitude, and she I was always did. like, I'm not like Sarah. <laughs> and the older I I get <laughs> the more I find I am if more like that's why I love them honestly and one of the really cool things I learned coming to Jurassic Quest when I started I, I grew up in the Bible Belt mm-hmm. went to a private Christian school growing up mm-hmm. I didn't learn about dinosaurs really? once in my life my experience growing up I never learned about them mm-hmm. so coming to Jurassic Quest when I came here I didn't know if dinosaurs were real mm-hmm. because all I had watched was Land Before Time Jurassic Park I never right. read about them and finding out that like some of the dinosaur pals in Land Before Time lived in different time periods and they were so far apart from each other they never met and they were in back-to-back time periods and there's three time periods yes. it blew my mind and expanded <laughs> yes. it around dinosaurs in like an explosion kind of way you know how has the Jurassic Park films informed attendance? Do you see like a spike? I remember when the Jurassic World movie first premiered, yep. it was a fantastic spike. Yep. And I think we launched, Massive. we were launching another show. Maybe our third show was launching around that same time. Mm-hmm. And so it does influence and we love it. I yeah, mean, it like, ticks. yeah, it's like we, we are fans of dinosaurs. Yeah. Jurassic Quest, I mean, obviously we're here to promote our experiences mm-hmm. because we think we are the most special. But like when other brands have people excited about dinosaurs, we love it. Like yeah. we want people to learn. It informs people. It does. So when the movies come out, it does. there's definitely an uptick of people coming in because they're interested and they want more. The cool thing is when they have that notion of what dinosaurs are and they come here they're like we get to say hey a lot of these dinosaurs that you know that may be your favorite or may look a lot different when you walk yep. into these doors mm-hmm. because again we work with paleontologists mm-hmm. so that velociraptor that you love and it's so creepy yep. it's really the size of a turkey and covered 
with feathers. <laughs> exactly. You know? And so people are like, whoa. And I think that also intrigues mm-hmm. and gets yeah. kids, like, asking questions yeah. and curious about science, about dinosaurs, about the whole nine. Yep. It's a gateway. Exactly. It's a gateway and science. Park Ranger Marty, Park his Marty. favorite thing to say, he's one of our uh, dinosaur trainers and uh, dinosaur experts, is that dinosaurs are a gateway science. Mm-hmm. They bring you into so many different sciences. My experience with the Jurassic Park movies, I actually feel really bad. One time I accidentally crushed a little kid's dreams because his favorite dinosaur was Abdominus Rex, which is a fictional dinosaur. And so going off that last point Dustin made, it is such a good thing to see. It makes us so happy seeing an uptick in people coming. And not only because it's kids who are interested, kids are always interested. The parents get on board. And so parents are more interested. They want to learn more. But it brings an awareness to the conversation of dinosaurs and movies, which I think is huge, especially just in the climate nowadays. Mm -hmm. But to tell them parents and kids alike research (laughs) don't take the word of a movie it's a movie there's a thing called artistic license they can do whatever they want and telling someone that and seeing their own eyes I've said that so many times and seeing people walking away googling stuff on their phone and it's one of my favorite things is the fact that it brings that awareness but also it lights the fire of what else don't I know? Exactly. And I think that's the gateway for parents. Yeah. So like whatever political thing you're mm-hmm. on or whatever belief system you're on, mm-hmm. it's good to receive more information. Yeah. Because before we thought a certain way about dinosaurs, right? Because we were limited on our findings. Yep. And we perceive dinosaurs to look a certain way or yep. like to stand up a certain way. Yeah. And then we learn more information about dinosaurs and science is like, hey, change it up this yep. is what they look like now they have feathers they're not they're not lizards uh-huh. they're related to birds and yep. like so it's like when you have more information you can do better and exactly. i think that's it, it's good for people to just understand in general more information you know it's okay to pivot mm-hmm. afterwards. Even, even fun stuff like i love when people bring up the fact of dragons with us because the reason dragons are even like a conceptual thing is because they found a dinosaur I think it was in Japan and or Tokyo I'm not sure but they found a dinosaur no one knew what dinosaurs were yet so they thought it was a dragon it wasn't until years later that the knowledge from continent to continent was connecting and they realized what we have is not a dragon it's a dinosaur so that kind of stuff it just comes with awareness getting information out and people connecting those dots on the information they find what is your favorite dinosaur? Okay, so my favorite dinosaur historically has always been a triceratops. Well, of course. Um, obviously, has to be. <laughs> I have a tattoo of one, actually. I love dinosaurs. But recently, I've actually kind of differentiated it down to an itsy-bitsy tiny little dinosaur. It's called Ocalops. I don't think I've um, heard one of those. Yeah, no, no one has. Uh-huh. Uh, it's spelled A-Q-U-I-L-O-P-S. So it's really weird spelling, too. And it's ancestor of triceratops. Tops. Oh. And it's the size of a bunny. So it's itsy bitsy. It stands back on two feet with two little hands and it has a little tiny beak and an itsy bitsy little frill. Aww. So it's the cutest little dinosaur that ever was. It's and like the grandma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> cute. Oh, grandma. Yeah. What's your favorite? Me, I go historically, I would always say Ankylosaurus, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is the dinosaur that looks like an armored tank and yeah. has a club tail. Yes. And if you watch, what's it called? Camp Cretaceous? <laughs> I haven't seen that. 
Oh, it's so it's so good. Even we love, as an adult, we love kids shows. <laughs> I'll tell you listen, dinosaur stuff. Anything. Well, you are around it a lot. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even say I'm not a kids show type. I'm, I I do like a good kids movie, mm-hmm. but we were watching me and, and I was like, oh my gosh, I am. It's thrilling. Like, <laughs> and you Camp Cretaceous so has had my jaw on the floor. Like. <laughs> The cliffhangers. I'm yeah. like, go for it. Like, but they feature a an Ankylosaurus that's really, really cute on that one. So that's probably my favorite dinosaur. And then I love the Velociraptor still. Well, and, yeah. And the more we learn about mm-hmm. Velociraptors, they're just so cool. Mm-hmm. Now we know that they they were probably nocturnal because of their eye sockets and the way that their muscle and bone is in there. Mm-hmm. We know that it was able to be strong enough to see in the dark. Mm-hmm. So even though they are smaller in the size mm-hmm. of turkeys rather than huge like in the movies, so um, the fact that they came at you at night is a little scarier <laughs> in my opinion. No, 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 no. Anytime they come <laughs> at you, it doesn't terrifying. have to be at night. It's so terrifying. Turkeys are scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here, also guys? That. Also <laughs> that. Also that. Also that. Okay, so in the dinosaur movies, is there any human character that you most identify with? Like you're like, oh, that's like me. No. 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 I, uh, I would so. say yes. For oh you yeah. Or for oh, me? and dino. No, for, for me. Yeah, okay. not for you. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love one Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> incredible yes. <laughs> his sarcasm and yes. realism in the movies is great and then i never remember her name but the scientist that goes out with them also Lord the female character. Yeah. yes she is amazing i love the way that in the jurassic park movie whenever uh-huh. she leans on the triceratops stomach yes. and just lets it i feel like i do that a lot and just like to take in moments for just like how special that little moment is with the little things right. and i think that she really respects the science of them yes. and also just like the moment she has with them no matter if they're sick or what so i'm glad you asked that because i think it's been fulfilling to work here mm-hmm. in my experience with because for this podcast i'm black y'all <laughs> <laughs> i'm black y'all i'm just wanting y'all to know <laughs> but like kids have come up to me mm-hmm. like especially like young african-american kids just like i'm so happy can i take yeah. a picture with you representation you represent someone who loves dinosaurs like me and so i i didn't see that in a movie where i'm like i i identify with this character not Mm -hmm. that race has to be the main identifier for you to connect but i think it is important for kids to see because they do think more simple like simply so i love that i can be that for some kids out here yeah Well, let's talk about your all's dinosaurs. Okay. So I know you can't give me proprietary, like, oh, this is exactly how it works. But tell our audience what they can expect. Like, what are these dinosaurs? Well, when you walk through our very front entrance, there's some pillars that say Jurassic Quest. They'll either have some flames going, some dinosaurs hanging off them. And one of the main things you'll see that is important to every single show to make sure we always have is a massive dinosaur right behind the pillars and that's because Mm -hmm. as soon as you come in you are enraptured with this 25 foot tall dinosaur looking at you on top of that your first picture you take is right there behind the dinosaur or in front of them but as you go through our scenes we set them up in a way where one they're accurate Mm -hmm. so you'll see dinosaurs with their correct time period dinosaurs with them you'll see them maybe it looks like they're eating grass because their heads move up and down their arms move their tails wag some of them their abdomen expands Mm -hmm. their eyes blink they're roaring 
ring and we set them up in positions like we have one scene it's my favorite actually it's a little graphic and we call it the bleeder <laughs> scene oh um, and the reason for that is because this is a realistic yeah, dinosaur sure. show so the scene is set up with a t-rex over a triceratops on the ground and it's been bitten by them mm-hmm. and there's another triceratops usually right behind it and like sometimes a little baby oh. right there just showing that like yeah, this was this the reality they were helping to fin the one that got down we have at our fossil table sometimes we have fossils where you can see and we've highlighted sometimes these cracks in the bones and they're partially healed because if you couldn't get up and keep going you die so these massive breaks that as humans we wouldn't keep going with we'd go to a doctor get help (laughs) with but you see the miraculous ability of bones being able to regenerate heal on a huge femur bone because that's what they had to do and that's a part of the realism obviously we'll see here and as you keep going through you'll see after you go through the exhibit you'll start to see our activities you'll see a a sectioned off place where kids and families can learn to train our utah raptors and so that's a really cool and fun experience uh every hour you'll hear someone call people over and you'll see a big group of people just ready to like see this raptor and teach it tricks is this the one that walks this is the one that walks one of those walked up to me when we were here and i was like i know you're not real but i don't know you're not right it feels (laughs) so yes i was like get thee away from me (laughs) it it feels real and that's what's so cool about it it. so you'll see that then you'll see bounce houses where kids can get out all that energy that stored up energy we have fossil digs to where they can be young paleontologists Mm -hmm. looking for fossils and my nephew got on that and he was so that's all he wanted to do was just dig up all the fossils Mm -hmm. and so so many different things that are tied to the dinosaurs that is a fun experience for the family Mm -hmm. and again core memories being made engaging so you would say this is for the family right yes or the dinosaur enthusiast okay Because yes. we, we don't just have kids who come in with their parents. Mm-hmm. We'll have entire groups of people who cosplay as Jurassic Park yes. characters and come through. That's my That's favorite. Uh-huh. But also just groups of adults who have never seen dinosaurs life-size. They've gone to maybe a restaurant and seen a giant T-Rex, or they've gone to a museum and seen skeletons. But who has moving, realistic, with feathers, correct teeth placement, all those things. This is the one place that combines the fun and education of dinosaurs mm-hmm. in an engaging way way for a guest no matter what age they are and we have a brand new thing starring yours truly dino dustin and safari sarah but it's a virtual video tour as you go through it's called i saw that on your youtube is that what you guys started during the pandemic exactly so Uh we actually had an outdoor model of the show we were one of the first companies in the entire world to be able to pivot and turn into an outdoor experience and so because of that we were we were like man it's good but how do we make it immersive again because they're in their cars, they're tapped out of walking it in. It reminded and me of the fall. scene in Jurassic Park, right? and here you're yes. Yes. exactly yes. yes. So what we did is we actually went in. We wrote stories uh-huh. for every scene. We wrote a story for ourselves to make it funny and engaging. You could pick a different story, so you could go on Safari Sarah's Big Day, or yeah. you could pick a different storyline to go on, and you hear it as you're going through. You hear the dinosaur right. roars, and it just made it immersive again. Right. So here in our indoor model, moving back inside, we made a video tour. 
before. So now you can go through and there's TV screens at every single scene explaining what dinosaurs you're seeing with jokes and all kinds of stuff. Because sometimes kids can't read the information, right? Uh, Or it's easier for them to Mm -hmm. be told the information. So it's fun that we get to be animated and be with our guests the whole time. So we're always there even if we're not at the (laughs) show. Exactly. So it's really cool. So you'll see that aspect. And then when you wrap up the experience, you'll go through our ancient oceans. Mm -hmm. And that's where you'll see ancient reptiles Mm -hmm. that were alive at the age of the dinosaurs. And so that will be the, usually that's the conclusion of the experience. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. And I think it was really important for us. And this is something I do want to mention because another part of Jurassic Quest is the immersive experience. Mm -hmm. We don't want people scanning QR codes everywhere and just staying on their phone walking through. Our whole point is to engage parents and kids. Mm -hmm. So kids can watch these videos, parents hear them talking. It's not a code they scan and they watch it on their phone. It's something the whole family can get Mm -hmm. around, kids can ask questions on, and parents can say, I don't know, let's go find a dinosaur expert. So it really brings that to the next level. And our experience bleeds outside the show. And so we have things like Fossil Day or T-Rex yeah. Day online mm-hmm. where we engage kids, read dinosaur books to them. Yeah. They can meet our baby dinosaurs again. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want it just to stop here. Yeah. You know, Jurassic Quest is really good about like how do we engage our guests beyond the experience especially if people can't get to the show they still want a little bit of jurassic quest Mm -hmm. and we try to give it to them yeah so you can go like on jurassicquest.com you can find we have coloring sheets we have little videos we have bios for all our dinosaurs and our trainers you can even go like he said our dino or fossil day all those things they're done on zoom Mm. so you can actually email us and you can get on the waiting list and anytime we have one of those we'll email you so you can make sure we have whole entire classrooms that sign on sometimes and the whole day is fossil day for that class and they just talk with us all day what a fun job yeah it is Mm -hmm. if somebody wanted to enter the same field as you all what do they need to do like education wise how do they follow the same path well i would say just come just come to the show because it is such a unique work experience it's, it doesn't usually work well when you're like, say you wanted to be a manager or like a PR person here. Mm-hmm. Sure, there will, there will be things that translate, but- It's you, such a hybrid you, Yeah, you have to, it really helps if you start from the ground up mm-hmm. so that you know all the aspects of the show. Yeah. So I would say come tour. Mm-hmm. tour and then see where it goes. Yeah, because <laughs> even touring, I'll say this, touring, on your off days, especially if you're into the dinosaurs, you're actually trying to get more into the experience because you can come tour and literally just stay at your hotel and then come to work and then go get groceries and then mm-hmm. go to the hotel. But if you're trying to get something out of it for people who actually are interested in that, we go to museums. Usually people will schedule trips. Who wants to go to the museum with us? You find out there are jobs on the road that you never even heard of because Mm -hmm. from your little town or your big town, they don't have that. So the amount of times I've gone to a place and been like, that's a job? (laughs) Like that, that, that's so amazing. Those kind of things are out there and touring, like Dustin said, it just opens doors to so many things, especially if you don't have your sights narrowed in on something, but Mm -hmm. you just want to know how to get more in to it just start that's the first step i could add a little thing to that just quickly so our baby dinosaurs are unlike anything you will see anywhere else 
They are specific to Jurassic Quest. You will not find another baby dinosaur that looks like ours, acts like ours, is presented like ours are. And my favorite interaction is with adults because kids are completely enraptured and completely are pulled into the experience. Parents are pulling in and then resisting and they're like, tell me what's inside. Tell me what's inside. Is there a dog in there? What is this baby dinosaur? So that's my absolute favorite thing. I've had someone try to punch my baby dinosaur because they were so scared. It wasn't because they hated it. They literally were so scared because it is such a lifelike baby dinosaur. So people are so scared of them. And then they realize that like, oh, this is a nice dinosaur. We have jokes. I'll tell them. Yeah. Like Tyson, his favorite thing to eat is Tyson chicken fingers. So that's why we named him Tyson. So we tell them he eats chicken fingers, not human fingers. Like there are ways that we kind of get people on board. But my favorite interaction is definitely parents. So focusing on the entertainment aspect, as an entertainer who handles the dinosaurs or around them and you interact with the guests, what are some specific strategies or guidelines that you use? Well, we used to use this thing called uh, the T-Rex rule, which mm-hmm. is basically using two fingers, just like because a T-Rex has two fingers, uh-huh. only petting the babies with two fingers because the whole thing is they're babies. So even though they they look massive because you don't usually see babies that <laughs> fill up your whole entire arms, but they're something that people have never encountered. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they're scared, sometimes they're nervous, sometimes they're just so excited, kids. They don't know how to control their energy. So we always instruct people to be gentle with them, respect them just like we respect their physical space and everything. But other than that, we honestly just always try to encourage people, have an open mind and have fun. So to kind of wrap it up, why should people come to Jurassic Quest and where can they find out about other shows? Because I'm here in Louisville, but by the mm-hmm. time this airs, it, the show will already be over. But that doesn't mean it's you've got places all throughout the year. So tell us about it. I think it's like a show you've never seen. Mm-hmm. And we I, we pride ourselves on what we do. Yeah. We are the largest dinosaur show that operates like we do. And we really care. We mm-hmm. really care. Our crew cares about the kids and the family experience. We know why we do it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it shows in our exhibit. I think it shows in the experience. And our baby dinosaurs are incredible. Like, yeah, really it's are. like one of the things that you'll never see, like, people will try to duplicate and it really doesn't come close it really does not come close so i think you'll just have a great time you know your kids will always remember the time you took them to see the dinosaurs i still remember the time i was chased by a velociraptor see (laughs) it's been years and i was like that guy right and so we're in the business of making memories more Uh than anything yeah Mm -hmm. and that's what i love about what we do and we get to see those memories play out in real time and that's like no other job you ever see. Just like you said, we are in Louisville right now. And as Dustin said earlier, we're here for training this week. My whole section training people is on customer interaction and engagement. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole area where we talk about how to do that, which is asking a family when when the mom is taking a picture of the kids and the dad, do you want me to take that picture for you? Or like things like that, that really just bring people in and let them know they're cared about Mm -hmm. is one of the things that makes the job worth it for every single person on this tour. Mm -hmm. It's not even if you don't like for me know if dinosaurs even existed the first day on the job being at arts and crafts seeing a kid deciding what they wanted and a parent trying to make it easier for me and saying well let's pick blue let's just pick blue and get out and me saying no 
it's okay. You want they, they can take five minutes if they want to pick a color they want. Making the space for families to know your kid is safe and we're not rushing you. You have fun. We want this to be for you is so important to us. Obviously, people can go online to JurassicQuest.com. Not only will they find the tickets where to find us, we have three touring shows. So usually we're in Canada. We're also in the U.S. And this is really big picture, but in the next 10 years hopefully we're planning to go across borders you know we want to expand because the experience that we have is something unlike any other dinosaur experience throughout the world the way we bring in fun and education but also on top of that on jurassicquest.com like i said you can find things like coloring sheets Mm -hmm. you can find links you can find books where you can learn more about dinosaurs so coming to jurassic quest is incredible because not only does it bring you into the world of dinosaurs in a fun and educational way It shows you how to keep it going after you leave, which is really important, obviously. And then one additional thing that we love, especially with the experience and how it's enhanced for people, whether you're adults, especially adults, actually, is that we have a texting line. So during our show hours, you can text our friend, Park Ranger Marty. He's a a stand-up comedian, so he's really fun to talk to. And you can ask him any question you have about dinosaurs, about the show, about the experience by texting this Dino 411 number. And then on top of that, you can even connect with us online. For instance, I have my own Jurassic Quest Instagram. It's Safari Sarah JQ for Jurassic Quest. Mm-hmm. And then Dustin has one too. Yeah, it's Dino Dustin JQ. And then you can find the whole show yeah. at Jurassic Quest. Uh, on any social platform. On any social platform. So I uh, encourage everybody to come find us out there because we will be be migrating with our herd of dinosaurs and dancing with them in the streets on tiktok (laughs) well thank you both so much for giving me your time this has been so fun i can't wait to walk in there and see the dinosaurs we've had so much fun yes honestly it's great one last tip i'll just tell people if you visit the dinosaurs don't run from the dinosaurs because they do like fast food (laughs) so we try to tell people keep a slow pace i need to remember that because i was darting i was darting thank you guys thank you So Ashley and I are in the Kentucky Exposition Center. We have just stepped outside of the actual exhibit, the Jurassic Quest event itself. And now we are here with Brian and Kirk, and we're gonna just share a few of our thoughts, our our reactions to the experience that we just had. And I'm gonna ask, because I know that this is Ashley's thing. I know that this is kind of like her, her dream to be in this room with dinosaurs, which she's done before, but I'm gonna ask you to react first, Ashley. Well, I don't think you could get any better than what just happened. I just got a selfie with a dinosaur. And like you said, you don't think you've seen me that happy like ever, right? True. Oh, yeah. She lit up. Literally, we were standing there watching this raptor show. I'll let her explain it's more the one about that, I, that It's the one that chased me before. Yes. It's the same thing that chased me before. So we had a little we had a little strained relationship from last <laughs> time. I was a little afraid. But it, as it was coming at me this time, I said, hold your ground. And then I got to enjoy the moment because I wasn't startled like I was the first time. Yeah. And it was so cool. It was the last time I had that much joy is when I rode a camel. And like I told you all, like once you ride a camel, you're chasing that high for the rest of your life. And this was this was pretty close. This was pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, we were actually able to take a selfie with said raptor. Diego. Diego, yes. And I'm telling you, when you see the photo or the video, you might get to see both. But you're going to see Ashley is lit up like a Christmas tree. I mean, literally glowing. And after he kind of snuggled up in there between us, he actually kind of moved back and then put 
put his chin on her head. So I know, it was a great moment. Probably her profile picture for the, <laughs> the next five years. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's going up tonight. <laughs> but but let's hear from Kirk and Brian as well. What's something that stood out to you guys in terms of going through the Jurassic Quest exhibit? I'm impressed by the fact that uh, in the interviews ye- the interviews yesterday, I really enjoyed the fact that they are, everybody is so excited. Even the trainer of the Raptor got out there and showed so much excitement. How many times do they do this show a day? How many times do they do this show a year? And seemed just as excited today and, and saw every child at the gate and made sure that, that if that child wanted to pet that raptor, that that raptor got over there. We were at a fossil booth and I just was looking at Ashley and referenced, oh, look at that row of teeth inside the row of teeth. And the, the park ranger who was there was watching everybody because noticed that I, under my breath, said that. And then he came over and explained why that row of teeth is there and then the, the creatures that have that row of teeth and why they have it. And it, it was just very impressive how it was very impressive how everybody was so responsive when there were thousands of people here and we didn't even come during the rush. And when you were talking about the excitement the trainer had, it's what we talk about in theater. Every show is somebody's first show. And they really exemplified that quality. It was our first time seeing it. And she treated it as if it was our first time seeing it. So every time she did it, it's somebody's first time seeing it. Kirk, what's something that stood out to you? I would say what stood out to me was there are so many different types of dinosaurs that I was not aware of. You know, you see the ones in the movies all the time, the common ones, the popular ones, the T-Rex, the Brontosaurus, the Triceratops, but there were so many other ones, and it seemed like they focused mostly on carnivorous dinosaurs. I guess those hold the most appeal, you know, the dangerous one, but so many with big teeth and that went way beyond the T-Rex. And, you know, each time I'd walk up to one, it would be like, ooh, what if you came across that one? You know, you'd be in trouble. Or the next one, oh, you'd be in more trouble if you came across that one. So it was just fascinating to see all those different types and looking at the size of their claws and their teeth and, you know, uh, how, how dangerous they were or would have been. And also it was just so cool to see all the families, all the little kids just having such a great time here. You know, it made me think back to our kids when we took them places and how much fun that was. And it was, it was just a great day, a great entertainment for families and it was neat to be a part of it. There was a lot of joy in that room. Mm-hmm. There really was, especially, I mean, in the, the Raptor training area, the kids' faces, mm-hmm. they were just so excited and reaching out their hands and wanting to touch them. It just, we, in the interview, they talked about a core memory and you could see those core memories happening in front of you, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. Piggybacking on what, what both of you guys have said, Brian and Ashley, that, that customer service aspect, I felt like they were trying to really think through all the different aspects of how can we make this special? How can we make this interactive? What might a young person really connect with or or how can we bring them in by offering a bouncy house, uh, an opportunity to go look at fossils, to to see hatching eggs. I mean, they just tried to think, I think, of every little different opportunity. Yeah. And then to piggyback on what you said, Kirk, it made me think of what was also shared in the interview. I so appreciate their attention to detail and the fact that they worked with paleontologists to make sure that they were well-researched and accurate. And I loved when they said that, you know, from movies, we think of a velociraptors as being these tall terrifying creatures and then to see the exhibit and to see this feathered small (laughs) dinosaur it it just brought to life how 
it's it's really interesting to know the truth about certain scientific things, I guess. And one other thing I want to add is when Candy shared with me the um, audio clip of the advertising this exhibit, it was talking about bring your grandkids. You know, this is, seems like a place where only kids would come or have fun, but actually as adults it was very interesting. A lot of things for everybody to learn and enjoy. So. I don't think we ever outgrow dinosaurs. You can hear the joy now. (laughs) So as we wrap up our experience, a huge thank you to Jurassic Quest for the complimentary tickets. They did give us complimentary tickets to all four of us to enjoy this experience today. And thank you to Safari Sarah and Dino Dustin for a absolutely joy-filled 45 minutes. I think it was a, a perfect setup for us to truly enjoy this experience because we got to see it through their eyes and see the intention and what this was created for and it really amped up my my enjoyment of it as if I wasn't going to enjoy it already. And plus this is coming out our birthday week. So, it was like a pre-birthday present. That's how it was just it was wonderful. So, Obviously, we're going to say a big cheers to everyone involved with Jurassic Quest, from the handlers to the face of them. Safari Sarah and Dino Dustin, cheers to you. Cheers. If you love what we do, please rate and review our show. Or you can become a supporter by making a donation through buymeacoffee.com slash scandalwaterpod. Whether a single gift or a recurring monthly donation, it would go a long way towards supporting our work and allowing us to keep the tea brewing. At our website, www.scandalwaterpodcast.com, you can submit questions or your own story ideas, access our sources and show notes, see the merch we offer for sale, and more. You can join the Scandalwater community through our Scandalwater Podcast Facebook page or follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Scandalwater Podcast. This episode was executive produced by Candy Thomas, that's me, and Ashley Raymer Brown, that's me. It was researched and written by Candy Thomas and edited by Ashley Raymer Brown. A special thank you to Josh Martin, who wrote, composed, and performed the Scandalwater theme and other music. Matt C. Adams, who created the artwork, and Joshua Reith, who designed our website and provides ongoing technical support. As a reminder, this podcast is purely for entertainment purposes. The thoughts and opinions of the hosts during each episode of Scandalwater are their own and do not reflect the opinions of any future guests, advertisers, or clearly professional psychologists. Thanks for listening.